Hello, everybody. Welcome to Comics and Coffee, starting your day out the nerdy way. I am Bobby Shortle, and I'm here with Nikki Alfaro. Long time no see, guys. Yeah, it's been a while. Wait, I'm tweeting that we're live. Boom. All right. Is Up it in a now. different language this time? Um, no, YouTube will post in a different language. Okay. Uh, I'll always post in English. <laughs> YouTube is for our, our international audience. Um, I'm not, I'm, it was, when I did it by myself two weeks ago, it was Spanish again. So, um, but it's been Spanish, I think Chinese, right? Or Japanese, we said it was Japanese, and Arabic have been the three languages that it's been in so far. So, we'll see what we, what we get this time. Um, I'd like to see how you could change it. I have no idea. I think it's just some sort of weird glitch that happens with it. Um, and YouTube doesn't have a notoriously great customer service when it comes to actually, like, solving uh, singular problems like that, but... Yeah, so we're here, comics and coffee. Uh, we got a few things to talk about today. We've got uh, Supergirl six-minute uh, kind of trailer season one preview that they put up um, during the C uh, the uh, CBS upfronts. Uh, I also watched Nikki. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it or not. The Legends of Tomorrow. I definitely uh, watched it. It was the first thing I did when I got home yesterday. <laughs> okay, so we'll talk about that as well. And uh, there are some. Uh, more than likely Spider-Man casting news that came out yesterday as well, which we can mention. Oh. Um, so <clears throat> we'll get to all of that. But Nikki, I mean, it's been a couple weeks. How have you been doing? Uh, pretty good. Pretty busy. I'm working full-time at the Silver Snail, so yay. That's awesome. Um, and then still working one day a week at the dollar store I work at. And then um, I just uh, put up the first part of my interview with Jeremy um, Whitley's uh, for princess, princeless, yeah. So that's yeah. I can word, I swear. <laughs> and it's weird because I haven't seen Stephanie in a while, and I usually blame it on Steph. Mm. She's like, I've been hanging out with her too much. Can't word. <laughs> you can just you can you can always blame Stephanie. It's all right. <laughs> I I always do, so it's okay. Um. So, uh, yeah, before we get to Supergirl, like, uh, yeah, just check out all the, the, the Princess stuff that's going up. It's all been great so far. Um, and it's some really, really cool stuff uh, up on TalkingComicBooks.com. Uh, have you read any books lately that you've really loved, Nikki? It's been a few weeks, so. Um, Captain Marvel 15 made me, like, cry on the subway. That was the most notable. Um, <laughs> I really liked Secret Wars this week. I'm still quite lost, but it's like the fun kind of lost <laughs> that I remember from when I was a kid and I'd pick up any comic books that I could get and it'd be in the middle of the storyline. Mm. So I guess I, I'm really liking it because it's reminding me of that. So it's like good nostalgia <laughs> instead of yeah, I mean, the second a lot issue of what converse was. <laughs> <laughs> the second issue for me is definitely... Uh, Definitely a lot more interesting, and, and like you said, more... For me, the first issue was much more of the not-fun kind of Lost, and this issue is, the for me, the more interesting, fun version of that, just like you said. Um, stuff that I want to know about, uh, and stuff that I think is are cool, big ideas that can be talked about, which I, I feel like the first issue, for me, w w was lacking in, in, in some places. But, uh, yeah. So, have you read Thor yet? Yes. Yes. We're not going to spoil it. Don't worry, people who are listening. <laughs> um, if you haven't read it yet. 
but without spoiling who it was, how did you feel about the reveal, Nikki? I, you know what, I need to read it all again. Um, I really liked the reveal, um, but I feel like I want to like go back and see if I can find more hints about it. Because um, I wasn't one of those people who was trying to guess who Thor was. I was just kind of along for the ride. So, yeah. Interesting. I, I thought, it, it, uh, well, to be fair, I got spoiled on it um, by some... <laughs> story on some uh on some website where you know you got somebody posted an article to facebook and you know it brings up like the article preview in it and the art the uh, title the title of the article didn't say who it was but the picture that, came the the that went along with it was just a picture uh, of who it was oh no yeah oh, so i was man. upset about that because there's no way i could there's like literally no way i could have avoided it and um Facebook is not usually a place where I have to worry about because there's people, all people I kind of know in real life, you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and most people I know in real life, um, you know, except for obviously the people you know who do the show and stuff like that, like they don't really talk about comics on on Facebook. You know, that's not like not a, a usual topic of conversation. So and usually I'm safe uh, when I, when I'm on there, and it just somebody put up a story, and it was. It was a shame because they the the moment of the reveal and the issue I think is really good, um, yeah. and it can be really powerful. And it was still powerful, but knowing who it was, um, dampened that a little bit for me. You know, I, I got I got cheated out of that moment to be able to kind of discover it with everyone else, um, which is partly Marvel's fault because they published it officially the day before the book came out, uh, <laughs> which is something I love that comic book companies do when they do that. <laughs> Um, but uh, enough about that stuff. Let's talk about some some awesome stuff. So we knew Supergirl was coming, right? Uh, Greg Berlanti, um, who executive produces Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow, which we'll also talk about. Um, for CBS, um, Melissa Benoist is starring as Supergirl, and uh, you know, um, Calista Flockhart as Cat Grant, and you know, we, we knew it was coming. I, I didn't expect. I don't know why I didn't expect it because. Last year, around this time, we got the Flash thing. You know, the same kind of deal for the Flash. But I, I get, and, and a lot of trailers for new shows come out around now. But for some reason, I just wasn't expecting to see anything from it for a while. But we got six minutes of Supergirl. And I want to know, Nikki, what did you think? I loved it. <laughs> I've been like a Superman, Superman family fan um, since I got into comics. And... Um, this is exactly the kind of tone that I've come to um, expect and really crave from any kind of incarnation um, related to Superman and Supergirl. And um, it's, it's great. It's all the, all the quirkiness and lightheartedness of the Flash um, put into a super girl show and it's yeah it's everything that i it looks like it's everything that i would i could have wanted um yeah absolutely i mean i i've watched it i think three times now <laughs> the well the first time i watched it i was i watched it i was at work i was doing, doing a shoot and i was there all day and i was just kind of between like things i had to do i was watching it on my phone and so i didn't really get the full experience because i stopped it a couple times i had to kind of like I couldn't hear it for a little bit, so 
uh, when I got home, I, I, I watched it again. Um, and then, uh, and then actually I, I watched it with my wife last night because, um, she is a big, big Glee fan and Melissa Benoist <laughs> is from Glee. So she wanted to see like what she was like as, as that character. Um, so I've watched it three times now and, I have to say, I, I really do love it. I think that there are um, some visual issues as far as, as effects go, um, but the show doesn't come out till September, so there's plenty of time to tweak and fix and kind of perfect uh, what their kind of visual effects acumen is going to be for, um, for that show. Uh, you know, it's going to be, I, I think, the first time, really, that we've seen a show uh, where the main character flies this much. Um, as a kind of our main power, so I think they're going to find they're going to find their um, their rhythm and, and and their look. It, it, it might take a while, but um, I'm not really worried about that part of it. the The part I did love was the tone, the feeling, um, the message of the show seems to be very very focused on um, on hope and on heroism. And the central thing, and, which uh, I, color palette, and color palette, yeah, very bright, very blue, very red, very gold, which I love. Um, and what I love about it is that it, it it really seems like it's serving the central thing about Superman, which I love, um, and the, his whole family of of characters is that they are characters with the power to rule the world, and instead they serve the world. Um, mm -hmm. And that's very, very important to me when it comes to this stuff. And, you know, I got to be honest with you, the, when I watched it the, the, the first and second time, I got, I, for some reason, I got very, like, emotional w watching it. And I think that it's something about that symbol uh, on her chest and, and what she's doing that just brings out that, that kid in me that, that wants to see that stuff happening on screen. Um, you know, there are some criticisms laid at its feet, and, and I was wondering, Nikki, what you thought about the idea that people were saying it looks too silly, or that it looks too rom-commy, or, you know, all, all of those kind of criticisms laid at its feet. You know, I think it's just, it's all about comparing it to that Black Widow SNL sketch, and you can't compare those two characters. I mean, it's it's pretty much like comparing Arrow and The Flash. You wouldn't expect Arrow to go through like the really awkward dating phase that Barry's going through, not in the same way. And like you can't, like putting Black Widow in those shoes is comedic because Black Widow is Black Widow. Um, Supergirl is a young woman who's, um, who even though I haven't seen her be this awkward and like, um, soft like there's the i've never seen the softness with with kara and other incarnations but um it's charming and it's 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 all coming from this whole thing that there's like not enough female characters to have that 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 diversity like if we have female superhero characters there's an ex expectation for that for them to be like Black Widow all the time. So with Supergirl, there's there's more of a like you can have femininity in that way and still be Supergirl. Um, so I I really I really I'm really excited to see that open more doors for more different kinds of super heroines. Yeah, and I, I think you're absolutely right. I think that 
you know, um, I think characters like Black Widow are obviously very important, and but I think, like you said, we've kind of fallen into this trap where, in order for it to be, seem like an acceptable portrayal of a female superhero, they have to be like hard ass, no, no femininity, right? They have to, they have to, because even saw in Age of Ultron, right, when she showed a little femininity, people started to, people started to get very bristled about it, um, and, and I think that this is a good example of being able to show that they're that female characters don't have to be one way or another. You know, it's like, there's, they're, they're, just like male characters, there's a range, right? And I, I found it very bizarre that people embrace the, the tone of the Flash so much, and then mm. when this premiered, seemed to be put off by the fact that, uh, you know, basically, if you, if you go back and watch that original Flash promo, you're dealing with a lot of the same things in, in the Flash promo that you're dealing with in, in the Supergirl promo. Like, Barry is very awkward w w when he comes to dating. He can't really talk to girls. He has all this, like, stuff that he's doing, and, and it's totally fine. But when you put Kara in it, um, people are like, it, it looks too silly. And I don't really, I don't really get that, that divide. Unless people just have a pro you know, it's obviously, in some ways, I think, some underlying um, sexism in, in some ways. Um, and I don't think it's the kind that's, necessarily malicious but it's the kind that i think people don't realize they have when 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 you when you show up with stuff like that um uh i think that you know i think that there are definitely a couple awkward moments in the trailer as far as story and acting goes but again it's it's a six minute trailer for what seems like the pilot so shows always go through some growing pains as far as learning and finding their you know, learning and finding their their way. And what I think trailers like this are meant to do is to show you kind of the direction the show is going. Um, and, and I don't want to say that I think that anybody who doesn't think the trailer looks good is a sexist. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying because there are there are plenty of people who probably just not their alley or it just doesn't look good to them. And that's that, that there's nothing wrong with that. But I, I think that when you see some criticisms, there are I think some issues the way, way people kind of break things down. In, in some ways um but i think it looks really cool and i think that i, I love that line that the sister says that you know she said she, I, I, the world needs you to fly is the line and to me that's kind of what superman is, is all about and mm -hmm. by extension the family uh that that he has um i'm wondering too how it's going to fit i mean we've heard right that it's going to fit into the it's part of the arrow flash universe uh what do you how do you do you think that they'll address that stuff on our own flash next year like you know that there is this girl flying around this new superhero <laughs> flying around i think it could be like like with ferris air and them mentioning the pilot that went missing and um like having what is it gotham in that news story for the flash like the future yeah. news story like i think it could work well in the background um, I don't know if they're gonna for sure do a crossover anytime soon, but it would be it would be cool. I mean, with Legends of Tomorrow coming out, it it could be a perfect opportunity for that bigger world saving thing. Um, yeah. uh, what I'm loving most is that the secret identity thing doesn't seem to be an issue, which it bugs me a lot about a lot of the CW shows. Going back to Smallville, like it's always like. I can never tell a person close to me because they might get hurt, but it just kind of seems like everybody knows <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think it's especially good for 
um, this stuff because she doesn't really have a disguise, right? There's not like m- much like Superman. Um, she's just wearing glasses when she's not in the in the cape. So if they're going no secret identity, I, I don't really have a huge you know problem with that as far as the people around her knowing you know who she is. Um, you know, I, I I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem with secret identity stories per se. Like I, I don't mind it in like Arrow and, and stuff like that, um, and the Flash even. But with stories like this, I think it's tough. And you were saying before about the her kind of awkwardness and her softness. I think they're really going for a Clark Kent type of vibe with her kind of Kara mm-hmm. personality. Um, well, she was uh, in. In the show now, she's twelve when she comes to yes. Earth, um, which is an interesting change because all of the variations that I've seen, she's a teenager and she's she's headstrong and like she's confident and cocky, and um, it's just interesting to see that change. And I, it's not that I don't like it, but it's it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean, there, there's always been this kind of uh, thing with her character, at least in in the in the Kara Zor-El version of the character, not the, uh, the kind of clone version of the character that existed for a while, um, that she's very, like, she's also kind of dangerous in, in some ways, right? Because she's as powerful, if not more powerful, than Superman. So they're, and, and that plays into the fact, especially in New 52, they play up that fact when she shows up, she's like this confused, I don't know what I'm doing here person, and They've obviously moved away from that um, at this point. And the other thing too is like I, what I think the CW show is have, have done very well, especially with Arrow, is that they progress the character over time, where he mm-hmm. is not the same character, and none of them are really the same characters they were when they started. And I, I think that w- with the, I, I think Jeff Johns is a very good guiding hand when it comes to this stuff because he knows these characters very very well. That they may start in one place, but I don't think they end up in that place every time. And I think the same thing will happen with Kara. Uh, I think mm-hmm. she'll end up uh, becoming more headstrong, becoming more... I mean, you can even see parts of it, though, even though she's slightly nebbish in the trailer, you can see the fact that as the trailer progresses, you know, she might she might not have the confidence yet, but she has the will, right? She's doing, she's doing this stuff even though the people around her are telling her not to do it. So there is a, a strong will to, to her character there. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the idea of involving kind of the government stuff so quickly and, and what is obviously the, the outline for, you know, this is how we do a weekly television show, right? Because they have the, the government organization that has these, these extraterrestrials that they're looking for. So it, it builds in kind of that monster of the week type of feeling to it. How do you feel about that incorporation? What it seems like very quickly. I think it makes sense. I mean, they're adapting this to modern times, and if, like, Superman has existed or is there, like, of course, it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen it seen it play out yet, so I can't make a judgment call. Um, but I am so far more interesting in, like, her, like, her personal life-supporting cast. Like, uh, I'm, I'm just more interested in, interested in that part of it. Yeah, um, and uh, but yeah, I think it looks look it looks good. And uh, uh, apparently, that the character who asked her out initially, he apparently I don't remember his name right now, ends up being a villain in the Superman universe. Hmm, uh, interesting. Yeah. 
he's like the toy maker or something. Uh, so I don't know what they're going to do with his character. And obviously we've got the Jimmy Olsen. It's going to be the nice guy complex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the Jimmy Olsen as well. We have James Olsen. Sorry, I don't want to, I don't want to offend him. Um, which I think should be an interesting take uh, on that character as more of maybe like a mentor type of character than, you know, uh, kind of fumbling new guy the photographer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's one of the trailers. The other trailer was Legends of Tomorrow, which is the Arrow Flash spinoff show, um, which will feature uh, Ray Palmer. It will feature Captain Cold, Heat Wave, uh, White Canary, um, <laughs> a hot girl. I think that's that's it for the major, the 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 the, the first starting five. I think of, of those characters, and uh, Arthur Arthur Darville of Doctor Who fame playing what essentially seems to be like some sort of time cop or something. And the, this 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 little teaser, which apparently they haven't even shot the pilot yet, so this was all shot. I think just for this promo, um, so the team coming together to time travel. Uh, and fight Vandal Savage. Um, Nikki, what did you think of this one? I wasn't expecting the whole time travel thing, like that to be a focus. Um, but it just got me really excited. Like, again, remembering when I was a kid and watching a Justice League Unlimited episode um, and getting really excited over that. So, um, I'm excited that they're they're embracing the the scope of what superhero comics can be, um, and expanding it from just like saving one city to like saving like time and space itself. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't expect it either. You know, I expected this to be, I guess, more of a um, anthology type of here's a little story here with these characters and here's a story here with these characters and here's a story here with these characters and it's all kind of happening in the same time and places as Arrow Flash just these are like the side stories um, that, that happen and to kind of see what it actually is going to be I, I think is very exciting I think that the, the the time travel aspect is really out there and really cool I mean there's some very overt references to, without saying the name, to the na to, to the Justice League, being something that exists in the in that universe. Um, I think the inclusion of, you know, uh, kind of Heat Wave and Captain Cold, I think, is a very smart thing to do because it adds a, a, a you know, a, some friction in the team and some levels to the team that wouldn't exist if it was all just the heroes. Um, I think it's fascinating. They're bringing back uh, Katie Lotz, who plays, obviously, Sarah Lance, who will be the White Canary in this. Um, it's not a spoiler for Arrow, because they don't do it on Arrow. So, I don't, you know, I was, I thought I, when they announced it, it was going to be a spoiler for Arrow, uh, that she was coming back on that show, but uh, she's not. Or at least she hasn't yet. So, if it is a spoiler, it's a way in advance spoiler. That we don't we don't even know. I think they're gonna do that in the first half of the era season since uh, Legends of Tomorrow is gonna be like a mid season. Yeah, you think premiere. they're gonna do that? Yeah. Okay. Um, which you absolutely could be right. I, I uh, but I'm I'm glad she's back. 
I think that's awesome. Uh, she was an awesome character and um, very good on that show. And so I was sad when she went away. But now that she's back, I think that's great. Um, I'm assuming also we're going to get introduced to Hawkgirl either on Flash or Arrow before the show premieres because she's totally new to the universe. Um, but pretty awesome that she's going to be there. Uh, that's a that's a whole new aspect of the DC universe that they're going to be addressing, which I didn't I didn't really ever expect them to. Um, you know the whole past lives Thangar type of thing. I didn't really expect to see, uh, but it probably it opens it up with the whole kind of aliens thing that's being opened up on Supergirl. So uh, who knows how that's all going to tie together? And I'm just glad that we're going to have we're going to have Ray Palmer as a as a main character in in a show for a little while because he's been so great on Arrow. And I didn't want to see that to be to be like a one season type of deal. Um, what I mean, what what else kind of uh, were there any are there any certain characters you're excited to see, Nikki, in that group? I think I lost Nikki. It seems to have frozen. I'm not sure, but I think Nikki has left me, or I have left Nikki. Something has happened. Um, if people can still hear me, let me know. Because <laughs> uh, I don't know what's going on here. Um, yep, I think I lost Nikki. She went away, but I think she's coming back. Um, but anyway, it, I, I, I think that it's, it looks like a ton of fun, um, and it looks like a really interesting addition to that, that universe. Um, the other part of it all is the uh, Aza Butterfield Aja, Asia. Asia, I don't know how to say his name, is rumored to be in final negotiations to play Peter Parker um, on uh, the new Spider-Man film for Sony and Marvel. And I, I, I don't know, I have a lot to say about it. I don't, I've seen him in Hugo. I don't know his work terribly well, but I am interested to see what it means. He is a very young looking actor, even though he's 18. So that they're obviously going to go with their idea to make him very, very young and to kind of highlight those differences between him being uh, a 15, 16-year-old kid versus, you know, these Avengers are all adults and all well-established. Um, so with Nikki gone, um, <laughs> I'm going to have a question here. We have a question, um, let's see here, um, from t using hashtag talking Java. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, this is from Hubert, who is stimuli file on Twitter. And he says, getting comics signed at cons, proper etiquette, do they charge, item limit, writer versus cover, interior art signature, value of comic. Uh, so getting comics signed, uh, there's, there's nothing wrong with it at all. Um, some of the, obviously, bigger uh, writers and artists have scheduled signings. Um, and sometimes they put limits on how many comics can get signed. Uh, you know, I see people walk up with like boxes of, of comics for to sign, and I, I personally think that's overboard. There's a lot of people online. There's a limited amount of time, so I think that's a little bit selfish to do. But I, I think it's really up to the writer or artist who is signing what they want to do, how long they're willing to be there, and and how much work they're willing to do. Uh, or not work because it's not really work. It's you know, kind of fan interaction they're willing to do. So I think that that all depends there. Um, artist versus cover artist versus interior artist. I mean, I think that if you love somebody's cover and you want them to sign that cover and they're not the interior artist, I think that's totally fine. Uh, and the opposite as well. I, I don't. I don't think that 
um, there's anything wrong with that. Uh, you know, I, I think the only time it gets weird is if, let's say, the regular artist of a book isn't, isn't on this one issue of a book that you have, and you're asking him to sign it anyway. I think that's weird. Um, it, you know, uh, I know that writers and artists sometimes they get, get asked to sign things that they didn't work on, which is weird, but I think that's kind of obvious. Um, uh, you know, I think that there, there's not hard and fast rules. Um, and I think definitely a writer, like being asked to whatever that, that I mean, if he wrote the book, that's just equally as it's equal to whoever did the art for the book. So I think you're totally fine uh, on, on those, on those fronts. But yeah, I mean, I think that's basically, basically it as, as far as, as con rules go and structure goes. You know, just play it by ear. Make sure you're 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 aware of what the artist and writer is feeling, what they want. Ask questions to them. Uh, you know, be respectful to other people online. Don't if the line is hundred people long and they have an hour to sign. Don't make them sign a box of books. But I think being courteous and just being open and and being understanding, I think, is get, get, really get you really far with with things like that. And I think that's going to do it, though, for comics and coffee. Uh, Nikki uh, has left us. I don't. I don't know what happened. She probably dropped her connection or something. Uh, she is at I am Asian Batgirl on Twitter. Uh, my name is uh, Bobby at Bobby Shortle on Twitter. At Talking Comics is the website, obviously, and you can find us in podcast form on the Talking Comics special edition feed. Um, there are links in the show notes to that. Um, thank you guys for starting your day out the nerdy way with us, and we will see you next week.